Hello, 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 and welcome to the Lynn Woods Gospel Entertainment Show, where we talk to inspire. Please like, follow, comment, and subscribe, so that way you never, ever miss an episode of this uplifting, encouraging, and inspiring show. My guest today is actress, producer, and woman of faith, Malika Blessing. She is currently starring in the All Black Network AMC show or series Wicked City, which has, it's a six episode thriller. Now, Malika Blessing, we want to just welcome you to the show. I know, I know your mother and your child is there too, so we're alerting the people that <laughs> your child is there. How Thank are you? Thank you so much for having me. Uh, God is good, and I'm glad to be here, and uh, it's a blessing. Yes, yes, it is. So, Well, let's find out about Malika Blessing. First of all, I want to know, where did the name Blessing come from? Since I was a, a baby, my mom called me her Blessing, and so that was my nickname for her, was Blessing. So when I started to get into um, acting, and, uh, you know, at first you think you have to have, you got to change your name and you mm-hmm. have to do all this stuff. And so I, I originally was Malika Star because I was like, you know, I want to be a star. And it didn't click for me. It didn't, it didn't roll off my tongue. It didn't, it didn't feel right. And then my mom still to this day called me Blessing. And one day it clicked and I said, Malika Blessing. And then I said, hey, I said, well, my mom, that's what she calls me. Why not Malika Blessing? And I tried to live up to that name of being a blessing to other people. And it just fit. And it's it is stuck. So mm. that's how it came about, Malika Blessing. That is, yeah. That's an interesting story, which is a blessing. You're your mama's blessing. Now you're going to be a blessing to the rest of the world, huh? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Because one of the things that I love to do is I love to give back. And so I have a organization, uh, which is a, uh, called the Annual, it's an Annual Bless Day, where God had put on my spirit to bless other people, but it was for Easter, to do Easter baskets. So I started off doing Easter baskets for unfortunate kids and then from there it grew to I partnered up with the Tom Bradley Center in Los Angeles, California and they connected me to the city council which uh, gave me a bus to use where I was picking up women who were in domestic violence uh, group, group home type facilities and we did a around Easter time, we did Easter baskets for the kids and then we also did um, characters like Mickey Mouse and different people that you know they dress up in different characters for mm-hmm. them we had manicures uh, for the women of course we have food and I had different celebrities that came and spoke and uh, one of the things that we focused on was them knowing their what their gifts are from God what's their intuitive gifts because everybody has a gift and being able to identify that. What is it that when you wake up in the morning that you love to do or that you want to do or that you desire to do or because God give, gave it to all of us. And all mm-hmm. of us have it. All, all of us, us have, have a gift. Gifts. Yes. And so uh, we wanted to help facilitate that. So I started off with that. Then my church got behind me. Then we did a uh, a block party uh, where we had uh, gospel uh, um, singers and concerts, and we had wow. carnival rides. And then it went from that to uh, blessing bags, where uh, two Christmas ago we did um, over a hundred blessing bags uh, with blankets and perishable foods and. Um, 
uh, masks, you know, because we're doing the pandemic, and uh, we bless uh, uh, homeless with these blessed bags. And then last year we did a toy drive. Oh wow! And uh, where we bless kids uh, with uh, with toys. So that is that is my my biggest joy is to be able to uh, give back and just be in a position where it allows me to give more. Okay, you're blessing. Your name's blessing. Now you're blessing <laughs> other folks and encouraged by your mom. Where did yes. you grow up? I grew up in Oakland, California, born and raised. And uh, my father is uh, Gregory Perkins, and he's uh, from uh, Oakland. Actually, my mom and dad met. Uh, they knew each other from they were 12 years old. And then from being 12, they started to date in high school and uh, they were together for a while. Then they, you know, they divorced. And um, so I grew up in a split home where I had my father and I had my mom. So I would rotate in between um, the two. My mom was the 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 strict one <laughs> my dad was a little more lenient but he was strict when it came to grades and work ethic so he had his own business uh, a photography business and he would have me when i would go over there uh there was split where I, if i was with one during the school year I was with the, the other one during the summer vice versa so anytime i was with him he really taught me the foundation of uh, of working and work ethic and going over beyond and customer service and uh, so I had two of both worlds you know when my mom the, her foundation was she got saved when I was nine years old so I was introduced to Christ and and received Christ at a young age and saw her how, how her life changed and how her faith was and so I was able to have understand what faith was and then also with my father have kind of that work ethic and be able to combine that to really who I am today speaking of of who you are today when did it hit you that you wanted to be an actor, a producer, to work in the film entertainment business? You know, when I was young, I was totally in love with Diana Ross. I was in love mm -hmm. with the glamour of who she was. And my mom said when I was young, I used to say, I want to be Diana Ross. I used to call her Diana Ross. <laughs> Diana. Diana Ross. <laughs> and uh, my mom said that the teacher's said that once I started to read that I always read with expression so I always kind of had that actor bug in me but didn't know it at that time mm -hmm. and then I would always do skits at home like for when we had gatherings I was always the one that was getting everything together and telling people what they gonna say so you you directing and producing already I didn't even know it, child. I didn't even know it. <laughs> so my dad had bought me a camera when I was young So because I was just kind of using his camera, so he got me my own. And I remember in high school, we had a project where we had to, it was a speech class, and you had to pick a topic, and I picked teen pregnancy. So everyone got up in the class, and they spoke about what their topic was. Well, I did a short film of teen pregnancy and where I wrote it, I directed it and I started it. And then I also had another young lady that was with me in the project. And when I look back now, I was like, wow, <laughs> <laughs> I was doing it then and didn't even really realize it. So you had started walking in your gifts, even at then, that young age and did not know what it was. Right. 
and did not realize what I was doing. And even at school, I was always over the the projects that we had skits. I was always the one that was over that. My mom put me in Shakespeare classes very young, and I was very talkative in class now. <laughs> and I would get in trouble. And my mom took away my acting classes and she said that I told her that it hurt my heart and that that was the one thing that I continuously stuck with because child, she had me in everything, ballet and violin and tap <laughs> double dutch, which I love double dutch and I was really, really good at double dutch. Okay. Um, but acting is what I stuck with. So then I went to... Grambling State University uh, to get my to, to go as a theater major and while I was there I remember we had a directing class and I was to direct a play and my professor said not only do you have a gift in acting you have a gift in directing and I said mm, I just want to act mm-hmm. and at the time I didn't really realize it and then um, I went on to grad school and I was producing, but not knowing it. Producing, but not knowing it. Oh, okay. And where did you go to grad school? Same school. I went oh. to Grambling. Okay, HBCU. And, uh, yeah, I went for my undergrad and grad. And I remember that I used to, when I was in a production, I would go to the president of the university and invite them to come, the vice president, the vice president of student affairs, every department head. I would go and ask them to come to the show because I knew if I got them there, it would sell out. And every time I did that, people were always amazed that how did I get them to come? And then some, I'm pretty sure some people know Doug Williams. He was, um, he went to Grambling and he was known for the Washington Redskins. And I was very popular and I got him to come to the play and to come and support and they couldn't believe it and so now that i think back i had that producer mentality of you know getting people in the seats and getting people to come to the show and coordinating and getting this up together <laughs> and at the time honey i didn't realize it and you're playing like multiple roles and um, yes. producing directing being an actor uh and writing that's a whole lot. But then again, that that is what laid the foundation for what you do now. Yeah, it, it, it Grambling taught me all of that because we literally had to, we had to help build the set. We had to do the lights. We, we had to learn every aspect and be ready and prepared to act in the show. So they prepared us for to be able to jump in any role if it was needed. And I think that's uh, how I really got into producing even more so because when I first came to LA after graduating Mm -hmm. I was blessed to work with Ella Joyce and travel with her for five years on her project she did a one woman show called it Rosamund Thorne which was a tribute to Rosa Parks and um and based on me being able to wear so many hats in transition I was able to have that job soon as I graduated from with my graduate degree Oh, wow. And it just went from there. And then I just started producing. And then I realized I came to L.A. to act. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I was like, I really came here to act. And I was blessing so many other people with they had no worries with me working with them. And I was sought after a lot because of um, I took care of them. And so I was allowing their dreams 
could come true. And and then I had to stop one day and I said, hey, I came here to act. And then I made a conscious decision to say, okay, let me start getting into some, some more plays in LA. And then from there, it started to take off. And then I realized, hey, I can do both, but now I can pick and choose the jobs that I'm doing when I'm producing versus having to take it because uh, I needed to live, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I did not have to worry about rejection when I was producing because I knew I knew that inside and out with my eyes closed. I knew how to take care of a production. But when I was acting and auditioning, it was I had to I sometimes insecurities would come in because when you're not booking, you you wonder, do I have it? Do I got it? Am I okay? Am I enough? And I didn't have to worry about that with producers. So I think that's what got Mm -hmm. me to just kind of focus on producing because I didn't have to deal with uh, that's interesting. I for uh, I used to live in LA too, and okay. a long time ago, I worked in casting at Lorimar and Warner Brothers and the television okay. department. And girl, it used to hurt me so to see those African American actors come in, and there were so few roles for them to to uh, come and and read for. And the ones that did, you see all those types, those particular actresses in particular, come in for the same role. Yeah. Uh, they, you, they all knew each other. So I'm happy yeah. to I'm happy today that you all are carving your own path, producing, uh, doing stuff on on web series and stuff online that also leads to other major things by starting some of that, that taking things into your own hand, taking your yeah. career and your destiny into your own hands. Yeah. And you had a, a, a web series, too, right? Yeah, and during the pandemic, my best friend and I came up with this show called Tessa Jackie, hashtag Life AF. And really, honestly, I was up late and I was scrolling through Instagram and I saw that they this um, film festival was looking for short films that was dealing with the pandemic. And I said, oh, I said, we need to do this. This is something that we can do. And so she was like, we don't have cameras. We don't have this. And I said, you know what? We're just going to shoot it on the iPhone. We'll shoot on the iPhone. I'm going to shoot all your scenes. She's going to shoot all my scenes. And we did it. And because we had a deadline, we didn't think about anything. We just knew we had to get it done. And so when we sent it to the editor to to do the edits, he missed the deadline uh, because, um, I don't know, whatever reason, he missed the deadline. And so I said, you know what? Well, since we did it, let's just go ahead and put it out. And we got so much feedback from it. People were laughing and oh, um, wow. saying, what are you going to be more? And my male best friend, J.B. Parker, actually wrote the script, the first episode to Tessa Jackie. It was called Smelling the Rona. So on uh, YouTube right now. <laughs> Smelling the Rona. Smelling the Rona. <laughs> and we said you know what let's i think we got something and we end up shooting eight episodes and start eight episodes in the can right now and it started out as uh yeah shooting on your eyes shooting it on your iphones trying to get it ready for this competition you try to get it ready miss the deadline and decided to put it out on social media. We got so many, so much feedback, and we just continued. And uh, we ended up doing eight episodes, and then it just started growing, and God just started bringing people in our lives, and people started giving us money that was hearing about it, and we started getting people who just wanted to come and help, and then we got T.S. Madison came on board, and she did one of our episodes, and she, you know, she's really popular right now, and so it was just God was just moving and so I remember one day we were shooting episode four and I remember sitting there 
And I said, wow, I literally can understand every position on set. Like, I thought I knew it, mm-hmm. but when you were the stand-in, the, uh, <laughs> the grip, doing the light, <laughs> you know, craft services, doing the wardrobe, doing your own hair, doing, you know, every position that a crew does. And I said, wow, I get it. I understand it. And I remember that I saw it so clear. And I saw the crew, I saw uh, for the show, I saw our trailer, I saw us going to it, and I said, I know that this show is going to get picked up as a sitcom. I don't know when, but I know it's going to happen, because God showed it to me, and Mm. and I saw it. And so that's where we are now. We're actually in the pitching stages of pitching a project as a uh, a TV sitcom. And I I still believe, you know, that is it's going to happen. It's no way God is going to put this on our spirit. And we work hard and people just coming out the woodworks and just blessing us with their talents and not even worried about funding or just, I just want to be a part of it and help. And I said, this has to be something great that's going to happen that God gave us. And then I just didn't even think about headshots and managers and agents even though I have that because I was able to say you know what I have to make room for myself and I can't wait for Hollywood I have to have to make move it make it happen yeah. with faith and God and just believing if God planted this yes. vision in you that he's going to bring it to pass Yes, there's no way that uh, he's going to give us this in our desires of our heart and knowing that this is something that that I wake up every day thanking God that he's given me this gift because I didn't ask for it. God gave me this gift of acting and producing and I'm grateful for it every day. You know, so yes. if he's if he's given it to me, why I can't why can't I believe and why can't I have faith? Because he's shown me time and time again. I'm gonna tell you real quick the story. Okay, so I was going to the Times on the cruise. A friend of mine, she said, "Oh, she said Tyler Perry's having auditions on the cruise." And I said, "For real?" She said, yeah. "She said today's the last day to sign up." I didn't get any correspondence about it. Like I didn't know about it. I didn't hear about it. I just knew I was going on vacation. Okay. So. I get there. I go to the audition. Of course, there's several people that's auditioning. It's his cast and directors. Uh, it's like over 250 people that auditioned. And then after that, I got a call back. It went from 250 to 33. And then I got a third call back. It went from 33 to 11. And then, now mind you, we were going to Jamaica. We were going to Mexico, to different places. And I wasn't able to go because every time we were on land, that's when we would do the auditions and would have to sit and wait and whatever. So I told my sister and my family, I was like, look, now this is once in a lifetime now. Mm-hmm. now I can't go with y'all on the, uh, the tours. <laughs> I got to sit here and I got to wait. Mm-hmm. So... Anyway, honey, let me tell you, they had us on stage, which I'm, I come from theater, so I was comfortable, and we had to do a monologue, and they was like, oh, hold on, hold on, wait, Tyler Perry flew in for the, the 11 of us that were auditioning, and I remember I was mm-hmm. getting up, and I thought that it was him, and I got so nervous, and I just stopped, and I said, thank you, God, for putting me in a position and giving me the opportunity, and, and I, I, I can't blow this. I, I was real quick. I did it, and I was one of the four that was picked, and that's how I got the have and the have-nots. Oh, wow, and okay. I said, that is nothing. I was happy, of course, that I booked it, but I was so in awe of how God orchestrated everything and allowed me to see 
that it's me. It's not man. It's not pictures. It's not ages. It's not mm. casting directors. You were on vacation and I brought it to you. Mm. So as long as you keep believing and having faith and not straddling the fence of you can't sometimes believe and then when it doesn't happen, you lose faith. You got to continue to have faith. So how he moved and orchestrated that is when I relinquish and say what is for me is for me. And then from there, things just started flowing for me. It happened for me because I wasn't second guessing. I was like, okay, that wasn't for me when I auditioned. I know that I did my part. I put my all into it. But it was from that moment, that opportunity that I got on vacation and he put me in a space where I was comfortable. I was on stage. I was used to lies. I know monologues. I mean, everything. It just, I was just in awe of how he did that. Who would expect to be able to have an audition like that? And you're on vacation, as they say, oh, vacation. Vacation. <laughs> vacation. In Jamaica, child. In Mexico. Auditioning for Tyler Perry. Well, you know, as they say, won't he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he do it? <laughs> now, let's talk about your, um, lastly, let's talk about what your, the series that you're on now, The Thriller from All Black, Wicked City, which is uh, streaming now. Now, it also stars Vanessa Bell Calloway and a host of other excellent, excellent, excellent actors. Now, what's the series about? Tell me about the series, the plot, and your role. So, Wicked City is about these uh, four uh, witches. Uh, they're these young urban uh, girls who have these supernatural magical powers. And they do a spell that goes left. And so, they have to do a resurrection to bring this person back to life, up to back to their side. Um, when they do that, it, uh, they bring back the dark side. Okay. So things of the uh, danger and secrets start to get revealed. And so my character, Kaden, she is a part of this council and basically she's like a witch cop. And once she finds out that this spell has been done because it's forbidden in um, the council to have to utilize your magic to break to do a resurrection spell is forbidden so the decibel calloway character tabitha contacts me to let me know that something is happening and so this young lady camille in the beginning her mother passed away and she's dying and she tells her in the first episode to go find katie which is my character and so from there I'm able to reveal the secrets that she wasn't aware of. So she wasn't aware of her powers. So because her powers are so powerful, that's how everything started to unfold. Yeah, it's interesting, honey. We <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's different. It's interesting. It's good. The storyline is good um, because these witches, we are your everyday uh, people, humans. Uh, it's just that we have magical powers. And uh, so my character, she's more of the guardian. She's the warrior. The protector. The protector. She's mm -hmm. the one that is trying to prevent things from happening and get them aware. And because they've done this, now she's having to basically let them know what they've done and, um, and try to stop it. And so by stopping it, she's trying to stop the antagonist, which is Claudette, who is coming for uh, she's the one that's the, the basically the evil one of the of the storyline, and mm -hmm. she's regained these powers. And because they did this spell, her her spirit has been alerted basically about it. 
So yeah, it's a lot going on in, uh, <laughs> in Wicked City. So so Caden and so to speak, the Good Crew is trying to stop the other ones from resurrecting and bringing evil back into the world. Yeah, and they've done it already. So I was once I got alert of it then i'm trying to come in and try to stop it but they've already surpassed it and went through it so now i'm trying to do preventative action by making sure that they are safe at this point because of me understanding what that means of them doing this spell oh okay so it sounds like uh folks that love thrillers and a little bit little bit of scary stuff <laughs> might enjoy that because we don't uh-huh <laughs> or charmed a lot of people charm that love the series charm okay yeah they love the series charm and that kind of that um reminds them of it yeah that genre reminds them it's just it, it is something that has not been done where you've seen it all black cast female cast that are playing these these supernatural sci-fi type stories it, it hasn't been done because usually it's one african-american or one or two uh, be led by all african-american in a supernatural sci-fi it has not been done had that down to ask you about about this being an all-black majority female cast doing this kind of thriller so to speak and we do not see those that often so this is also something uh, a work project that was a that was a blessing and very unique yes very, very i mean even when i got the audition uh when i first they sent me the pilot and then they sent me a description and my first reaction was i said um you know because i'm you know, a woman of faith. Right. I wanted to make sure that it wasn't something that was against my belief or even portrayed something that that was of the dark side. You know what I mean? Right. And, I, and, and especially for my mom, because she was like, is this demonic child? <laughs> is this the devil? <laughs> yeah. And so I said, but once I understood the storyline, and, and of course it's, it's fiction, and I said, wow, this is something different. And I wanted to be a part of something that will be a part of history, but also the writing was good and it told a story. It wasn't just, you know, just blood and gushing and demons and, you know, it, it wasn't throughout. It was actually a storyline of human situations and, and feelings. And, and I was like, I wanted to be a part of this. And so when I got the job, I, I didn't know that my character will be in five episodes out of six mm, okay. you know I, I didn't know it at the time you know when you get used to auditioning or getting parts that are like co-star or guest star you limit yourself you know what I mean and also taught me not to limit myself and my abilities of what God has given me you know what I'm saying as far as my talent don't limit yourself you put your mind to it you do the work that everything is possible I never thought I would be in a supernatural sci-fi I never even thought of that you know what I mean so mm -hmm. that's how I that this was an opportunity and something that came from God of, of blessing me with this opportunity. And the production company, Megabind, uh, the CEO, she's a woman of faith. Our directors, when I had my first meeting with him, he let me know he was a man of faith. Uh, I mean, everyone, we pray while we were on set. Uh, me and Rhonda Borman, who plays uh, Claudette on it, one day we were just walking in an attitude of gratitude and was in my trailer and we were just praising God and worshiping him and they were excited about that and we were just doing it because 
the spirit hit us. You know what I mean? And we were just happy that we were in that position because she and I did, we were really a good friends. We're like sisters. And she and I didn't even know that we booked the same series. Oh, wow. You know, so we was like, okay, this is definitely God because we've been up crying. What is going to be our turn? Yes, yes, yes. And for us, and this was the first time she and I did not tell each other, oh, okay, pray for me for this audition. Okay, I pray for you for this audition. Okay, what time is going to be? Okay, I'm going to be praying. We're going to pray in agreement. We didn't do it because we were so busy. So when we found out we booked the same series, <laughs> wow. child, I said, this ain't that but. This, this ain't nothing but God, child. This ain't nothing but God. So y'all had to do your holy dance, huh? Man, we did our holy dance. We was praising God. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie, when I first got there, the attack of the enemy was trying to attack my spirit, making me feel like I wasn't enough, that I wasn't good enough, that they made a bad choice, they made a wrong mistake, they did all of this. And I had to just rebuke that spirit and say, thank you, God, for putting me in this position because you gave me this gift and you gave me this talent audition and I got it and so I just went into how I normally get into my zone and I listen to my gospel music that's my way of getting into my character I center myself after I pray and I listen to my music and then from there I was just rolling from there and then my husband daddy he said you got it he said you've been doing this for so long he was like why are you doubting yourself now hmm. he said you go out there and you do the work just do the work. Do the work. And everything else will fall into line. The wicked city. Yes, yes. So, and that is a blessing. So, Malika, blessing. Tell us where can people, again, where can people watch Wicked City? Okay. Wicked City comes out every Thursday. It's on an AMC streaming platform, All Black. You can also go through Amazon and stream All Black and also uh, through Apple TV, if those people that have Apple TV. But I tell people to go through Amazon because pretty much everybody has Amazon. And you can download the um, app uh, through Amazon. You just go through there, put in Wicked City, and then you'll see it. And we have six episodes, and uh, we need everybody's support. The more support that we get, of course, we'll be able to get a second season. Yeah. Praying, praying, praying. Yes. That, uh, <laughs> we can get well, God will bless us with a second season. So please go to uh, All Black Streaming Platform and uh, look for Wicked City. So how can people find you, follow you out there in the digital space? So yes, I am on IG actress Malika Blessing. That's M A L I K A Blessing. Like you are a blessing. B L E S S I N G. On Twitter, Malika Blessing, and on Facebook, actress Malika Blessing. Well, Malika Blessing, it has been a joy to speak with you today about your life, your career, your aspirations, your faith, and Wicked City, and producing, writing, directing. You're just a busy sister. Yes. Thank you so much. And then I also like to say, too, I also am producing a, a podcast on iHeart with Michael Collier called Michael Talks to Everybody. Now, everybody. 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 <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
Air, Michael talks to everybody. We have a new podcast that comes out every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So wherever you get your podcast, please support that. I'm um, really excited about um, that. Anything that Michael Carney does, I'm his producing partner. So I'm really excited about that as well. Oh, and also too, guys, check out my movie called Christmas the Right Way. It's on Tubi right now. It's a faith-based Christmas movie. It's on Tubi right now. It's called Christmas the Right Way. Way. Thank you so much, Ms. Malika Blessing, being a blessing to er- so to everybody. <laughs> You're welcome. So take care. And thank you, audience, for joining us today. I really do appreciate you. Make sure that you hit that subscribe button right now so that you never, ever miss an episode of this uplifting podcast. Now, to reach me, Lynn Woods, you can find me on Twitter. <laughs> That's at L-I-N-W-O. O-D-S, or Instagram at LynnWoods96, or Facebook, Lynn Woods on the Lynn Woods Gospel Entertainment Podcast, where we talk to inspire. I'm Lynn. God bless.